0: Hi I'm Matt. I'm Mabel. And I'm Mitch. And you're listening to Sex Ed and Chill. Today we're talking about season four episode five of Sex Education and our topic for today is lube which will be fun. Um, Mm -hmm. The arcs for this episode. Uh, Otis is worried about Maeve, frustrated with Jean and maybe got cancelled. Maeve (laughs) has a very weird (laughs) bad day. Uh, Amy likes Isaac and he likes her back. Uh, Jackson wants to know about his sperm donor. Gene is not coping, as we've been saying all season, (laughs) but is maybe finally ready to get some help for that. Uh, Adam is making friends with Jem and is learning the joy of hugging horses. Viv is falling in love with Bo, but Bo is giving some negative vibes. Uh, Eric doesn't want to get baptised. O is asexual. Uh, and Joe is massively in debt, apparently. So that's going to be fun. Um, but maybe we start with the opening scene, which was uh, <gasps> hilarious, if not Love traumatic. It. Poor Celia is uh, just wanting to get off and is trying to find lube and doesn't have enough lube. And Being runs there. to the kitchen in the search of something <laughs> something DIY that she can use to uh, move things lube along. Lube-adjacent. Uh, <laughs> Anything lube adjacent, and unfortunately makes use of her son's uh, homemade chili oil, which I just
1: can't even imagine. I what know. That would feel like.
2: I, I just. Oh my god. Oh. So can
1: I? Can I ask? Is like oil, just like normal cooking oil, used as a lubricant?
0: I mean, you can. I think in the topic we'll get into all the reasons yeah, why Yeah, I think should. we can get into, like, yeah.
2: which oils and when maybe and when no. <laughs> yeah. Just
1: because, like as, like, as a as a person, Plain olive being... oil. Yeah. I feel like you
0: could use it and nothing bad would happen necessarily. And then <laughs> I think... Especially if it's again, just, we'll, like, external.
2: Well, wait, wait, we'll go into more detail, but I think there's, like, which... Apl- like, what's the application of the lube? And so what kind of, like, body mm. safe required? And then, like, yeah. if you're using it with non-body parts, what kind of compatibility requirements there may be Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah i think it's fair to say that uh chili oil is probably not recommended although you know there are some (laughs) people who are into that sort of stimulation so like let's not yuck anyone's yum but but definitely wasn't celia's intention
2: is like (laughs) the burning sensation you get from the chili oil is that going to be causing actual damage or just like pain like is it gonna
0: be i don't think so i think it would cause like inflammation in the way Mm. that it does in your mouth like because it it doesn't trigger in your mouth it doesn't trigger a taste sensor it actually triggers your heat receptors which is why it feels hot even though there's no actual heat there and so your body responds in the same way that it would do to a large amount of heat stimulation by like flooding the area with saliva and uh like lots of uh, inflammation and blood in the area and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So I have to assume that something similar would be happening downstairs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Maybe. I really like over yeah. this whole chili oil scene. The whatever song is mm. playing, the lyrics are like "rub it in, rub it in." Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like I thought it, it sounded like Elvis Presley, but it was like an like an old knockoff version. I did of Elvis. Yeah, I didn't
2: know the song.
1: Yeah, they as always, um, I
2: st- they they're pretty good with the song choices. Like, definitely. they definitely it think yeah.
0: it, it through. But yeah, so understandably, our topic for today is lube, and we will get into more detail about that later. Oh, uh, wait, and her, her son finds happened. her.
2: Her son finds her. Oh yeah, that um, adds
0: an extra layer of. Uh, injury, what are
2: you doing with injury? my homemade chili oil?
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. So
2: and that, yeah, so it she's, it's just funny as well because she's like reaching for the 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 milk as though like she's eating something mm. spicy, like the go-to is like yeah. milk, but she's clearly trying to like douse her vulva and vagina in in um, <laughs> in milk, yep. but it's alas empty, so she has to go for the can of whipped cream,
0: which honestly feels like a better option, yeah. It's going to yeah. stick around. Milk's just going to drain the away. The milk's going to
2: run off. Like, and, and there's no way to make yeah. it defy gravity in the way that you can get whipped cream <laughs> to defy gravity. Unless
0: you can somehow like squat into a very wide bowl of milk. Yeah, it would
2: require a substantial amount of milk. Again, we're not medical professionals, but I feel like our yeah. opinion here is pretty spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: With cream, the go-to soother for when you put yeah. capsaicin as, on your jaw. As joke.
2: always, prevention is always better than whatever um, cure. Yeah. So <laughs> don't just don't just use chilli unless, oil unless oil you
0: really <laughs> you really know what you're doing. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, unless you're very deliberately going do it for with that intention. Effect.
0: Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah great start
2: love their opening scenes sex education continues to deliver always. even in their final season as
0: always <laughs> even in the final season
2: um post sleepover breakfast super cute yeah, yeah cuts immediately oh, to yes. yeah amy and otis
0: yeah For although sure. we find out that this is actually the third night or the third wish morning saw- that they've been yeah. there mm-hmm. yeah um I quite liked that Anna was, like, being the responsible parent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys haven't been to school for three days. I think you should maybe go unless your parents give you permission and I hear from them. Like, I, I kind of yeah. appreciate that yeah. kind of structure I'm she's kind providing. I'm
2: surprised the implication is that both Amy and Otis didn't tell their parents. Like, I feel like this is pretty valid to be like, mm. I'm going to take – and just – like just to take a couple of days off school you know and i don't yeah i don't see why they're not i I guess otis has issues with not seeing gene a lot these days and they are having Mm -hmm. separate communication issues at the moment and well
1: i think from our understanding amy isn't like on the best terms with their parents as well they're kind of like not really there she does her own thing
2: (laughs) yeah that's true yeah
1: but yeah 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 i love love the trio Um... like as mabel was saying like this, super wholesome
2: the one line that kind of stuck out stuck out to me in this breakfast scene which i've heard in a few places before but amy's like eating eggs for breakfast and she's like guys eggs are chicken period mm. which whenever i hear that that's not real like is can you say that like are eggs like that's yeah how
0: uh, it's like, it's literally like it, it is equivalent. It's, they are producing a thing that has the potential to be fertilized and it just, instead of it being exited as blood and, and uh, endothelial lining mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff in a human period, it's an egg.
2: I just feel like a period, like, I mean, cause like, like I feel like laying an egg is more akin to like ovulation than the actual period. Like I just feel like period encapsulates a whole lot of things that chickens don't have to do. A period like I feel like laying an egg is like ovulating.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, the the ovum, the actual like gamete is only a tiny part of the yolk, right? Like the yolk and the albumin of the egg are like okay. all of the apparatus so I guess they're into like which an embryo an... is placed.
2: Okay. This actually is more interesting than that. So then each each chicken <laughs> egg is like a uterine environment. <laughs> That gets released, yeah, and and when it's not fertilized, is just yeah, okay, cool. Eggs a chicken period. Thanks, Amy. Because if you think about it, like if it. the <laughs> if
0: the if the chicken if it is fertilized, it still lays the egg, right? Yeah, like and then in humans, the, we and then keep the it becomes, inside until it's done.
2: The egg becomes like the incubator for the ovum, which is inside the egg once it's fertilized. So it is yeah. like a whole. Period. Yeah. Cool. Into Hell, it. cool. Yeah. And they're doing this daily. Yeah. Man. Glad I'm yeah, not a they
0: doctor. have been bred to be protein factories. It's
1: maple
2: bro. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not no. a chicken for a multitude of reasons, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maybe this yeah. podcast anyway. has th- got me.
2: Thank you, guys. That was very educational. It's all right.
0: But, uh, so yeah, Anna is like, if I don't hear from your parents, you should go to school. And so... Uh, Amy and Otis does as well. Yeah. Um, And Maeve is like, I'm going to go to the funeral home and we get her and Sean at the funeral home, Mm -hmm. uh, which is an interesting scene. And I think it's like, I really liked the bit where the funeral director comes in and he's like, what are you thinking? And they're like, we've never done this before. And that is probably for a lot of people. I mean, everybody goes through that experience, right? Everybody has their first funeral. They have to organize. But I also feel like it's probably just, like, even if you've organised one, that doesn't make you an expert the second time, does it? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think the default state for people is, like, I don't really know how to organise this thing. And I feel like maybe the
1: funeral director could be a bit he, better about yeah. that. He, he was a little bit better where he was like, oh, so this is our packages, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I feel like you open up mm. with, like, that sort of mentality instead of just being like, oh, so what's the... What's the usual? What's know? the plan? Yeah. yeah. What's the yeah. usual? <laughs> <laughs>
2: also, I think their reaction to the prices of the packages is very indicative of, like, how the mm-hmm. yeah, funeral business can sometimes be a bit price-gouging. Um,
0: and we know, like, Maeve and Sean, they don't have money, right? Like, we know this nah. about them. And so even for someone who's comfortable, a funeral is a very expensive endeavour. So yeah, I just, like, I could just see them being like, oh, fuck. <laughs>
2: There's this, the great, that scene. there's this great YouTube channel that I like, which is very much more like US specific, but it's called Ask a Mortician. And she goes into a lot of the details. Oh, about yeah. Like, um, well, she does a lot of cool like historical reporting stuff, but she goes into like the pricing of funeral homes and how they run as businesses and the impact that has on people's ability to say goodbye to loved ones and things like that. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting.
2: Um, but yeah, I like at the and- start when he comes out, you see Maeve... Like, he asks them, like, how he can help. And Maeve looks to Sean because, you know, he's the big brother, or I guess, like, Mm. and and he's just staring off somewhere else. And she has this whole physical reaction where she's like, oh, I guess I'm the one that's going to handle this whole situation.
0: It's going to be me. And then, uh, this doesn't happen then, but later in the episode, uh, Sean, like, has to duck out for whatever. Mm. um, And Maeve busts him buying heroin. Um, and she, so she finds out that he has started using heroin and you can, she's just so livid, like, mm. and disappointed well, so, and, yeah. and totally, you can totally imagine it. Like their mum has just died of an overdose I
2: know.
0: and now Sean has started using, and it sounds like this is like a recent thing, like he hadn't before, like other drugs. Yes, but maybe not heroin. And so yeah. I, yeah, I just, I feel real bad for Maeve in that moment. Like, oh
2: totally it's the whole dream like well i'm gonna now have to go through this for you as well like you are now on the same path yeah which is so for silly. sure
0: um and then at some point this episode oh it, at the at breakfast in the morning oh yeah. Maeve asks otis out on a date which is cute um yes. I do love that he was like, I just want to double check, Yeah, you know, I've misinterpreted things before. Is this a -A (laughs) (laughs) D-A-T-E?
2: Like, I don't know if it came across that well, but I feel like they were sort of trying to very specifically reference season one when she asked him to pick her up from the clinic after she. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. The abortion pill. Yeah. Um so I feel like because I think since then I've seen some things on social media where they're like paralleling the two dates but so I feel like he was referring to that specifically which I didn't necessarily get at the time Yeah, maybe um, it. the yeah. whole Maeve and Otis thing like the more like because they got together I, at the end of yeah
0: well I'm off the ship Yeah, to be honest oh. at this point
2: it feels really and, and this feels very like realistic as well it's like they mm. had the biggest build up
1: yeah. And yeah. I just
2: feel like the timing has been off for them. And I feel like mm-hmm. they're both trying to capitalize on the feelings that they do still have, Yeah, but mm-hmm. almost like doing it for their past selves. I feel like they missed the boat on their relationship a little bit. And then now that they're together, the timing is just off and they're not really oh. where they were in like peak Maeve Otis. Yeah, And I feel like I've been in this position where like, I don't know. I've like had a thing for someone and like built it up, and it hasn't happened. But then like I've had an opportunity later, mm-hmm. and I've tried to do it almost to like satisfy past me's yeah wish, and it just isn't like the the ship has sailed and it does not yeah. scratch that itch.
1: <laughs> well, that could I mean, very much be let's... the case. But like, um, don't forget, Maeve probably wants some sort of release, and that's what a date could be like. A oh, one hundred distraction as well. Yeah. But that it goes to be hand in hand with what you're saying as well. But I definitely think it's a distraction.
2: Just in terms of like the chemistry between them, like you see them meet up for the date and this is it, you know, like this is supposed to be like, it's their first date. The last three scenes have built up to mm. this. We finally have it. And they're like looking at each other and they're like, you look nice and here's flowers and they have a kiss. But I don't know. The chemistry was not hitting for me. Like
0: it, it- really wasn't. I feel like it's one of those things that is better in your imagination than it is in real life. Yeah. Um, I also, like, as much as I say that I'm off the ship, I do think it's kind of unfair to judge it at this point because they've had all this time apart where they had a few fights and Maeve's mum just died. So there's obviously a lot of shit going on emotionally. Uh, But I just, I don't know. It just... It just doesn't feel like it's a good thing, you know? I think well, that... Because we see... Yeah. They go on their date. They go to the movies. And Joe is there and sits oh, in between the them at the uh, movies, which wow. is the worst. The worst. Uh, but, like, Maeve stole a bottle of tequila and is, like, clearly wanting to get really drunk. Um, and Otis is, like... That's not Otis's vibe at all. And then, you know, they after they get kicked out of the movie, they go for a walk and they pass the old school and Maeve is like, come on, let's break in. And Otis is like, I don't want to. And she basically says, Oh, what are you scared? And yeah. then they end up in there and like they make out and then Maeve's on top of him and it's like, let's do it. And he's like, not really feeling it. And then kind of,
2: you're she really drunk and that. I don't want to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Literally yeah. nobody is having a good time here. And then, Otis this whole time has been like, I need to tell her about Ruby, but it's not the right time. And then he has another panic attack and is like, Oh, I slept with Ruby, but not sleep with Ruby. I just went to sleep there, Mm -hmm. which is funny. Uh, and it's just like, it's just all of these bad decisions, bad decisions, bad decisions, bad decisions, wrong vibe. It's just not nice. Well,
2: that's what I mean about like, it's, it feels very like timing. Like she was in America and then she's come back for her mom's dead. And, um, Otis is having this weird thing with Ruby, and like these things will change, but it just feels like at this trajectory, they're moving more apart than together. (laughs) Like, it just doesn't seem like it's all coming together um so that makes it all very unsatisfying i think particularly that the start of the date scene where it feels like we're supposed Mm. to get this sort of release of what we've been waiting for this whole time which i think we did get in like the previous season on the field trip like when they kissed when they were both stuck at the bus stop that was our Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. and i don't know that was the moment that was the moment and i don't know we're it's it's not the same as it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: that initial meeting at outside the cinema, I mean, it was cute because Maeve rocks up and she looks incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess Otis looks all right, but like in Otis's <laughs> head, we've got, <laughs> in Otis's head, we've got the, I need to tell her about Ruby because yeah. he's trying to be responsible. Right. He's had the feedback. Yep. He needs to not keep things secret. And as multiple people throughout the season have said, like, It's not a big deal if you just tell her about it. Um, It's if you don't say anything that it becomes a big deal. So he's got that all going through his head. And Maeve has had this awful day with her brother and the funeral director. And then she has this weird conversation with Amy where Amy really wants to ask for permission to date Isaac effectively. Uh, And it's not the right time. Mm -hmm. And it's just a very, I mean, it was kind of a funny conversation, but I would hate to have been part of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah. complete wrong moment. Sorry. Love you. My bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to go. And so Maeve has just had, again, a weird bad day timing so wrong
2: it's and it's like the perfect storm because i think joe showing up and being Mm. the worst third wheel on their date ever and then throwing everything off the rails like i think if if this had i'm seeing like an alternate universe you know where joe wasn't there or didn't crash their date they actually sit through the movie they go to dinner afterwards and then when everything's just like when the vibe is good otis does bring Mm. up the ruby thing in a very like whatever i mean like he'll be anxious about it But he's like by the way This is what I mm. want we to tell you earlier It's not yeah. a big deal But I just wanted to mm. let you know Like I yeah. liked that he took Like Maeve's place at the start of the day And she was like She really just needs to have a good time now But there was definitely a version of this date mm. Where they could have had a good time And then he could have told her And it wouldn't have been dramatic And it would have just been yeah. chill And they would have moved on to dessert
0: I mean how oblivious do you have to be To sit between two <gasps> people on a date Fucking That you're crashing out. Like, just sit next to Otis, which probably would have stopped Maeve and uh, Joe getting all, like, drunk-friendly together. Um, yeah. And just, the like fact the that public they were fucking throwing vibe. popcorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: No regard. As someone who's
0: had them. popcorn thrown at them in a cinema, like, I felt really bad for that elderly black couple who were just, like, I trying to all- have a good time.
2: I was a little unimp- Like I know Maeve was getting drunk on the tequila as well, but I was a little unimpressed by like how amused by Joe's behavior Maeve was as well. Like they were both yeah. being yeah. real shitheads. Doesn't really match. Yeah, yeah, it was very annoying. Uh, um,
1: what? And- what the? Sorry, I'm gonna need to pause a bit. What the fuck does Joe add to this show? <laughs> what is she? What has she added to the season? Other than oh, well, Gene okay, needs a, a, a spoiler. That's it. Yeah, and then she hasn't done anything with Gene yet. Like that's worth.
2: Well, I mean, by the end Mm -hmm. of the episode, ah, but jumping to the end, I love the scene where she's throwing up, and Jean finds out about the debt, and she like air stabs her in the back. She's like, "Yeah, that's fun." Oh my god, you're so Um, Also,
0: I wrote this in my notes. I feel like when people vomit in TV shows, you very rarely actually see like stuff come out of their mouth. It's a lot of miming and sound, but they actually like showed the toilet bowl getting vomit in it, which I don't know. I don't know if I liked it.
2: They showed the vomit. I I think I did. I liked. I liked oh. that it wasn't all pretty. Similarly, okay. in her bikini waxing scene, I liked that they showed us so much of the pubes on the wax, but it was very graphic because yeah. they chose, like, red wax, and so it looked like a bloody mess. Yeah, but yeah like, that's what really, I thought. Yeah. It looked like they had, yeah. like, scalped her vulva or something. Sorry, that's probably too big. I mean,
0: that scene, I just... I, like, I can't believe people do that regularly. That just looks so <laughs> deeply traumatic.
2: Also, yeah. I mean, just it's it's such a bad like if she is get if she's getting a same day bikini wax for a date she's gonna have that night i don't think people understand how bikini waxes work because after you have a bikini wax you definitely cannot partake in sexual activity for at least 24 hours like that's part of the instructions (laughs) to avoid infection so you never get a same day bikini wax that's like they tell you i mean joe doesn't plan anything in
0: advance but so this you can't if she wants Joe to have vibes. a date that
2: night. Like the people that give you the bikini wax will tell you not to do that. Like that is one hundred and one. Yeah. So I'm also just that hoping
0: idea. that as a society we're moving more towards uh, women being able to have pubic hair again. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh
2: yeah. I mean, anyone <laughs> that could, like, like I feel like it shows up in movies a lot. Like, I mean, this is this is the most I've seen it show up in film and TV as, as like. The actual waxed pubic hair, but the idea of bikini waxes show up all the time, right? Like women getting it before mm. dates and like waxing from time to time and getting the whole shebang done, and it sounds very like part of regular maintenance. And it's it, I feel like it's never really been conveyed. If you want to be a person, and if you are a person that like does regularly get bikini waxes, there is a whole maintenance. that goes with that in terms of before care after care and like what you can do in between and like how like it is not as simple as like just doing it and then you forever have like a perfect hairless vulva like and i think that's how it sounds in tv shows sorry this is like a real rant but like people (laughs) i feel like people don't get the message when people talk about bikini waxing that it is like a whole maintenance routine you're signing up for and there's mm-hmm. like a regrowth phase and like a whole bunch of stuff you have to do like it's fucked yeah anyway
1: yeah i don't yeah back to the original point. i don't get what the point of joe <laughs> Joe is yeah. i get i get what you're saying that like maybe she pushes Jean in the right direction to get help but not really i don't think like, well i
2: think they needed someone i think maybe they could have used maureen more like if we needed someone it, yeah. we already had maureen in Jean's corner so they probably could have just used her
1: yeah um, we added cecilia to the show like she could be like a cool boss that helps like pushes her in the right direction not only to get the show back on track but to get gene herself back on track and then i just think that the only point of joe is to like have this funny bit with dan that we're gonna conclu- conclude with at the end
2: I'm, yeah i'm curious what everyone thinks about joe because i'm wondering if maybe they thought that her character was gonna be more not necessarily likable but like entertaining whereas personally she's mm, a, like she's, she's not she's more bad than good like like
0: yeah, you said it's not I can
1: do
2: without
1: yeah. her I think the show I mean even, like, I really liked funny.
0: her in I really liked her in the scene with the doctor to be honest
2: yeah that was uh, useful
0: like that just that moment of like you are not okay like stop mm-hmm. fucking mm. lying like I think there is a bluntness to her that I think Jean needed in that moment because as we see like Gene yeah. is talking to her a doctor and the doctor's like how's your mental state and Jean's like oh fine you know and that is not the case. Every episode this season, Jean is an absolute fucking wreck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jean goes on this weird little thing about like, I don't want to use medication. I've done it without medication before, which is so weird mm-hmm. as a medical professional herself for her to yeah, make right. that recommendation. Mm-hmm. We do. It does mean that we see once again, that Otis and Jean are the same person because she's therapizing, um, Cecilia. Celia. Yeah. And, um, She's like, you know, it's you should seek help and a lot of women don't seek help. They think they have to go it alone and it's that thing where Otis is therapizing himself while therapizing yeah. somebody yeah, else. Yeah, the whole scene was
2: it was very Otis vibes. Not only that she was therapizing mm. herself through someone else, but then the praise she gets at the end is very much again like the you have such magical therapy powers. Like, see, that's <laughs> that's mm. why you got the radio yeah. show, This is it, this is yeah. what we want. And I'm kinda like, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't yeah, this I don't want to
2: radio material.
1: Don't want to come across that there is no good things for Joe, but it just feels like they mm. didn't need to add a new character, and they could have just had these good things that push genes in the right direction with characters we already have, so we can build existing relationships, which I think would be more fulfilling. But
0: uh, yeah, I mean, part of me wonders if the actor playing Maureen was busy, because I yeah. feel like true. the scenes we've seen her in so far this season could have been done in like two days. So like, That's true.
1: maybe
2: We're getting they a lot just. Yeah, like and as plot. much as I hated Joe's contribution as the third wheel to the date, like as far as writing the plot of the episode goes, like they needed a bit of a chaos demon to do it. So she's helpful mm, in that way. They did.
0: Um, speaking of the movies, mm. uh, so Viv and oh. Bo are going on a date to the movie as well, um, and Jackson asks his parents about or tells his parents that he wants to meet his sperm donor. Uh, and he says, don't get defensive. And uh, non-coach mum immediately gets defensive. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And they have an argument about it. They're kind of very like, no, you can't. And that's it, which is a very weird vibe Definitely. to take yep. with that sort of conversation. So he storms off and goes to find Viv, which felt, honestly, that for me felt a little contrived. He's like, I didn't know where else to go. And I feel like... I don't know. It just felt like a stretch that you would go to the movies and find your friend who you know is going to be there. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. That just sounds logistically complex to me. But <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so he rocks up, and Viv is like, "Yeah, sure, come with us to the movies." Uh, and Bo is like, "I'll get you a ticket." But Bo is clearly unhappy about this. Fair enough. in this last point, right? episode. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like a little weird. Um. Uh. And I don't think Viv is really like. Viv is kind of just taking it as if it's fine. Yeah, she doesn't reassure Bo. To think, mind. she's not thinking about Bo's. I feel like yeah. she could have a sidebar
2: with Bo being like, "Hey, like, don't like, he's going through a tough time." You yeah. Know? Like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I know we were gonna have a date just the two of us, but like, we, we can do something tomorrow where
1: it's just yeah. the two of us or something. Yeah, like, yeah. which not- which she, yeah, she does. She does reassure him after he blows up and it's too late at this point. Like.
0: Yeah, he does blow up though, right? So yeah. they go yeah. in and, I mean, again, Viv is not really thinking about Bo because her and Jackson Vivian are Jackson having like giggly, yeah, giggly conversations. It's like, like I don't really want to excuse Bo's behaviour because I think he's being a man-child um, yep. in the worst way. But I also don't think that, given what has happened pri- prior with Jackson and Bo... Like, Viv is not doing anything to kind of allay his suspicions in this moment. Uh, But then he does go like, I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) leave. What a voice. (laughs) Sorry. He's being a baby, honestly. Yeah. No, we're definitely...
2: We're getting bad vibes from Bo. I do think, like... So I think we're getting bad vibes from Bo and so we can kind of, like, assume... the I mean, assume that he's not in the right here. But I think there's also yeah. a bit of a gray at the moment based on actually what's happened so far yeah, and definitely. Viv and Jackson mm-hmm. haven't like nailed it. But then he does yeah. like it, you definitely get some bad vibes and he does like the classic love bumming at the end, which I hate where like, yeah, he's, he's not like, only got really in love with you. Yeah, yeah. And like that makes it all better. And that's just such like a classic um, manipulation tactic. should just and like, then, cover it and over then... with, I love you though. And it's all because I you... love for you.
1: And then he tells Viv not to let Jackson distract her from her exams or something weird like that. Yeah. It was so weird. How that's relevant. I don't
2: know. It all kind of like screams early manipulation, you know, like flattering her, Mm. love bombing her, and then like trying to dictate how she spends her time in the future. Who she can interact with. Yeah. Like focus on your studies and me and not your other male friend. Mm. Um, Not a fan. And I assume it's gonna escalate from here.
0: And yeah, like it's just like his response is to storm out instead of being like, "Hey guys, can you shut up so we can watch the movie?" Which I think you can yeah. be a little shitty at that moment, right? And be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. shut up! We're watching a movie." Yeah. yeah. I think that would be like you know that's still like you're being a bit aggressive, but it's like also not unreasonable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but if then, I was like, going I'm on, like I'm gonna a first leave without date. explaining.
2: Yeah, if I was going to go on a first date with someone and then I saw them talking through the entire movie, I'd be like, cool, we're probably not compatible.
1: L- Seriously, yeah, cinema cinema etiquette is like so important to me that, like, right? yes, you have no idea. If you're doing that throughout a movie, we're instantly. Yeah.
0: This whole cinema scene is just a lesson in what not to do. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. Except for the elderly black couple, they did the right thing, as we were saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Call They're the not. Usher, kick those idiots out. Yep. yep they deserve it um yeah so we'll see what happens with Bo and viv it's not it's not looking good to be honest um
2: nah.
1: i'm not not sure if we have what much to add but also um cal and oh yeah that, had an interaction. She, so they're aisha. in that scene aisha they're in that scene as well if there's anything to add there yeah
0: Well, yeah, I think it it was an interesting moment because Aisha had clearly asked for the closed captioning to be turned on and Mm -hmm. the cinema had not done that. And Cal was like, cool, I'll go yell at them for you. And Aisha was like, no, 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 don't make a fuss. And they had a conversation afterwards. It was another one of those conversations this season that feels a little bit like a PSA. But I think it's an important one talking about how like exhausting it is to constantly be having to advocate for yourself and be Mm -hmm. proactive and really like keep reminding people about things that they should just be able to remember to do like she literally asked for the closed captioning to be turned on like there should be a process in place at a cinema that does that regularly for it to just happen like like, yeah. you could well, m- say, oh, but maybe just this was just the one time, but like, let's be honest, mm-hmm. it wasn't just the one time that this is when well, we
1: actually see like a parallel with like a different reaction with Isaac, like at the school in the same episode with the whole mm. scenario as yeah. well. So, it's just interesting to see, like, that well, they're definitely like pushing for, well, like, as we are saying, a PSA, they're definitely pushing this message, but yeah, it's just interesting to see how fed up Isaac is and how Aisha just kind of rolls with it, so. yeah. it's like Mm -hmm. I think
0: people who don't have disabilities don't think often enough about what it would be like to be constantly getting these roadblocks thrown up for you even though they shouldn't be there like it's not just a lack of accessibility it's actively like those things that are designed to be accessible not being available when they should be
2: yeah and I think Mm -hmm. this like expectation that the work sits with those who have the disability to like you know fill the gap and like blend in and then be like you know the, the good disabled person that like meets mm. us where we are instead of the other way around.
0: So, you know, a good message. Uh, and I think one mm. that people should kind of listen to. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess one last thing on that we see in Isaac's case. So the elevator is broken again, which what the fuck is wrong with this elevator? Why does it keep yeah, breaking? Right. I don't know. Um, and but the school is rich the, as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally. Um, But we see that the solution, quote-unquote, for that situation is for Isaac to kind of do his class alone or with Amy because Amy comes to bring him his stuff. And it's like, that's just bad, right? Like, like, he is not actually, like, getting the input from the teacher in that situation. And it's just Mm -hmm. kind of shit, honestly. Like, if they have to do it in that class downstairs... The teacher can just be like, all right, everybody, we're moving class downstairs for this session. Yeah, and then everybody like, goes down.
2: Yeah, like maybe they could also just like consider that in his scheduling. Like maybe they could like yeah. timetable those classes to be on the ground floor given that they clearly have spare classrooms.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's all just a bit. Um, I mean, on on Jean, because we were talking about her, her and Otis have a bit of an argument because um, mm. Otis is leaving for his date with Maeve and... Uh, Gene is like I haven't seen you for three days like I want to have a conversation with you about this and Otis I think it's like I feel like I understand both sides of this particular disagreement like Otis has some very valid feelings about being ignored and not having a parent at the moment Um, but then Gene is also going through a really tough time with no real support network by the sounds of it and so like it's understandable that things will get dropped. Uh, yeah, and Otis has been largely self-sufficient for a long time, and I, I was going to say you feeling like he'll be okay if I don't, you know, constantly check in. But I don't know; it's hard.
2: Yeah, I got I got both of their sides of the argument, and I don't think I would necessarily like change how either of them expressed themselves or feel felt in that moment or anything. But I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Otis's point about you know she treats him as an adult, but he still needs a mum. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like in general, like overall, and that's how he's feeling at the moment. Like he, you know, he's been asked to be his own parent a lot more than he wants to, but hmm. there is an element of like he's what 18, almost eighteen at this point. Um, yeah. and he is an adult in some like yes, he still needs a mum, but he can also. Like, he's an adult then can also, like, see when his mum needs support as well. Like, that's part of becoming yeah. an adult and having an adult relationship with your parents. Again, he's, like, he's just 18 and he's still in high school and, like, he does definitely... He is missing Jean's presence as a parent. But I don't yeah. know if it's... I don't know if you have to be, like, one or the other. Like, you don't have to be an adult or your parent's child, you know? Like, there's a point in yeah, I mean, both.
0: <laughs> for sure. And there's also definitely been times in the past where he's been, like... Stop parenting me. I'm an adult. I can do my own exactly. stuff. Which, you know, like, you can't really bring that up in a moment of, like, distress. Mm-hmm. Like, he is in a bad headspace. Yeah. Uh, but and be like, oh, well, oh, you
1: wanted to be oh, an adult earlier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it is just side, interesting the, to reflect on.
1: On the flip yeah. side, there's been heaps of moments where um, he's like, stop therapizing me. I need a mum at the same time. So it's just it's That's like, rinse and repeat That's this, whole, this whole dynamic. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess the last big thing to talk about is the great debate between Otis and O on campus, which Otis has forgotten about. We do get so when Otis arrives at school that day, he goes to see mm. Ruby, and she is pissed, understandably so, mm. because yep. he has literally just ignored all of her messages and has showed up being like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And she's like, <laughs> "You're fucking kidding me, right? Like, what mm. are you doing?" He could have um, sent
2: a fucking text. I mean, like, see, he could have yeah. sent.
0: Text. We about the three
2: of them just hanging out, having breakfast in the morning. Like, he had an opportunity to send a text at some point.
0: This is clearly avoidance behavior. Yeah. He is avoiding yeah. dealing with this, which <laughs> as someone who is avoidant, I can totally understand.
2: <laughs> yeah. um,
0: but what I was a little disappointed about was he basically did the puppy dog eyes thing at her to get her to yeah. be his campaign manager again because she's like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And he's like, mm. oh, please, I'm so, so cute. so good
2: without me and blah, blah, blah. Maeve's mum died. <laughs> I, but that like it came across as like not only him informing her of like there was actually quite a serious backstory, but it was like I have a valid excuse and I'm gonna beg you until you forgive me. Like it.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a kind little of pathetic, annoying to honestly. watch, <laughs> especially
2: it was it was coming across another like annoying interaction between him and Eric where he continued to be a shit friend, and then he goes yeah. and he yeah. completely yep. dishes Eric to go and have this uh, second annoying conversation with Ruby, and I'm like, oh, Otis. Yeah, they're I mean, you to be that quiet was kind of bad.
0: <laughs> He is quite a dick, right? Because Eric is, like, going to talk to him to be like, hey, you know, I wanted to apologize about the whole gay club thing. It was a bit awkward and I feel bad about it and I'm sorry. And they have a nice moment because Otis is like, that's all right. You know, it probably wasn't my thing anyway, You know, which is what we talked about during that episode, right? Like, Otis wouldn't have had a good time there. He would have been awkwardly standing at the bar the whole time. So glad that we could acknowledge that. And then they talk about Maeve and, like, stuff that's going on in Otis's life. And Otis is like, um, how's, oh, he asked Eric some question and then immediately gets distracted. Like literally he asks yeah. the question, <laughs> yeah. Eric As goes Eric to start says, talking yeah. and then Otis is like gone. And you see Eric just be like, cool, great. Cool. Fantastic yep. conversation we just had about my life. Thank you, yeah. bye. <laughs> <sighs> oh,
2: Otis, yeah. be better.
0: Otis, Otis, Otis. Um, but then we have the debate um, O rocks up To her theme song On hate her it. fucking scooter <laughs> And it. then goes down the slide Like it's just so obnoxious Like it is actively obnoxious
2: Like I've been talking about How much I hate her e-scooter vibes And it's like like now in real life Like when I'm seeing people on the e-scooters I'm getting, like, <laughs> I'm getting O vibes From them and I'm like blah <laughs> Fuck
0: off <laughs> You fucking e-scooter <laughs> yeah and then so like otis goes to start and oh literally like talks over him and then like steamrolls him asks him brings up his dad who yes his dad is a piece of shit yeah. but like as otis points out like i think it's inappropriate that you're talking about my family i don't mm-hmm. support what he writes like i don't believe in it at all, all. Fa- like, also,
2: like, if you go with parents, it's like his dad's a dick, but like, you're literally co-hosting a show with his mom, so clearly yeah, you agree yeah. with his mom. Yeah. Like, what?
0: why didn't he? Th- I didn't even think of that. But that would have been a, such a good way I to know. like shut the, that down. This is, like...
2: debate is so stupid oh, and so yeah, bad, agree. and I so hate bad. the opening statements, and I hate that Otis continues to default to oh, claiming yes. he's the original creator. Um,
0: Like, this is not the winning move that you seem to think it is, Otis.
2: And again, like, the stupidity of the debate and what they were talking about, just the the glaring, obvious elephant in the room is that they can both do this. Like... Like yeah. Otis's statement is all about how he thinks students deserve like access to like quality unbiased advice. It's like, cool. Why don't you both provide that and let students choose the therapist that suits them best? Like this whole thing. Yeah. So unnecessary, but I get it. It's a TV show and this is the plot that we are following, but fucking <laughs> hell.
1: And I, There was this one they, line. Um, yeah. No, you go, you go.
0: There was this one line that really shit me off where um, she, I can't remember what O was saying. But Otis was like, wait, is that allowed? And O is just like, it is allowed. Like, who fucking died and made you queen of the fucking debate? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe leave it to the adjudicator who's sitting right in front of (sighs) you.
2: And the fact that Mm. she's trying to like, because then she goes on about how like Otis's behavior has been quite sexist towards her, And then very like clearly tries to stop him from responding because she's like, mm-hmm. stop talking mm-hmm. over women, you sexist jerk, uh, when yep. she is doing the yep. exact same thing to him. And so that's all gross. Yeah. I do like her coming out as ace at the end and then essentially winning the debate that way. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how like, Ot- like I don't know. I feel like the way she says Otis forced her hand. I don't know. She did, just-
0: he, he didn't. He didn't. I had this in no. my notes, right? So <laughs> before the debate, Ruby says she has some dirt. Hmm. Otis brings up the dirt, which is that O has repeatedly ghosted people across the Mm -hmm. school that she's been on relationships with. And O responds by coming out as asexual, which fine, that's fine. fine. You're allowed to be asexual. But she's then like, you've kind of forced my hand and then comes out. It's like, you could have just owned ghosting people and said that you were trying to be better about it. The reason that you ghosted people, you didn't need to tell people that. You used that as a manipulative tactic to make Otis Luke bag. Like, you've weaponized your fucking sexuality, which is super fucked up. (laughs) It's like fucking Kevin Spacey. It's not as bad as Kevin Spacey. Oh, God. No. (laughs) But when Kevin Spacey, like, got accused of sexual assault, he was like, oops, I'm gay, as if that was going to, like, deflect attention away from Mm. it or something like that. And And I like. It's kind of the same thing, just way less bad than Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I
2: also hate the phrase, like, I know it's always like hard to genuinely phrase your apology, but like the way she just explicitly says, like, I fucked up, but I'm owning it. as Like, that's the line. Mm. Like, we all want to talk about people who are now owning it. And she's like, there's no excuse for my actions but I'm just gonna own my mistakes like I'm big enough to own it and the subtext is like mm. therefore you have to forgive me for it because I've said that I'm owning my mistakes and then just the layer of hypocrisy because we still know that she fucked over Ruby and she's definitely not owning that mistake and trying to be a better person so mm. I'm just like fuck yeah. you oh <laughs> yeah
1: and then it just it just cuts the whole scene off where like just the whole school just like a bunch of sheeps just follow like Yes. Yeah, just they like really any, are. Any bit, of mani- um, any bit of manipulation, they just I love
2: Ruby's it. face. Went, like the, she basically gets a standing ovation. And Ruby's just yeah. like, wait, what? That worked?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think it would be extremely far-fetched. But see, watching this, I was like, imagine if she's faking, you know? Like, it kind of came across as, like, too convenient. Mm-hmm. But I think... Well, yeah, a,
0: I a mean, given what we've seen... <laughs> That would be a bit extreme. But given what we've seen of Ove, she's not afraid of being super manipulative. This would be... She would definitely not be the therapist anymore on campus if it came out that she was not Oh, my
2: God. Yeah, that Damn. would be bad. Yep.
0: Especially yep. if she knowingly did it, right? Like, there is a space for people who are questioning to yeah. decide, actually, that's not how I am. But I don't think that's our assumption. If it, if she is deliberately lying, that would be... Holy shit, that would be wild.
2: That would be crazy, I don't yeah. think they would anyway. write a character like that. But that would came, a, that it definitely would be... came across as like, you know, it can be like cuz you, you just see her there and she looks like she's really struggling to come back from this point of the debate and then she like pulls out mm. this this ace if you will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: terrible, terrible, terrible. Cancelled, cancelled forever.
2: Yeah. I I love Ruby's summary at the end where she's like well oh one and I think you got (laughs) cancelled
0: yeah it's like yeah for sure
2: um, we should probably cool. wrap this up and move on to the topic, but I did love the final scene where we get Maeve meeting Jean for the first time. And oh like, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They haven't yeah. met for the ever. They
0: like, haven't met. And Jean is like, hello Maeve. So lovely to meet you. Uh, and again, the
2: music is perfect. It's just like, duh, duh, duh. like it's, oh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. anyway,
0: let's move on to the topic for this episode. I'm super keen uh, as we discussed to talk about Lube. Awesome. Um... <laughs> So yeah, we picked lube because Celia's scene was just so traumatic that we think we needed to talk about it. Yeah. Um I guess I kind of wanted to look at a bit of history of lube and also like maybe more on the DIY route uh, as we saw with Celia's scene that was what common household DIY items lube.
2: are and oh, are not God. appropriate.
0: Oh. Yeah. So I found a few. I found a few uh, resources. Uh, we'll start with a little bit of history. There's not a lot of history because I think it's just something that people have been doing since time immemorial. Especially if you consider like saliva, right? Like saliva yeah. can be used as lube. Like, and we lube. I think other I'm stuff sure monkeys do that, right?
2: We lube. We lube all sorts of things to make it easier. So, like, why not body yeah. parts? Like, you got to stick something somewhere, yeah. make it easier.
0: Mm-hmm. Apparently the first like written reference like historical reference to lubrication in a sexual context is 350 BC with the ancient Ooh. Greeks cuz you know the ancient Greeks loved to have sex. Yeah. Um apparently olive oil the references to olive oil being used wow. to lubricate leather dildos so it was explicitly in a Like, a dildo situation. Even though, like, there are a lot of jokes online which maybe have some foundation in, like, historical truth about using (coughs) olive oil for butt stuff. So, like, you know, who knows? Maybe, probably, definitely. They used olive oil for everything else in ancient Greece, so, like, why not use it for butt stuff? Um, The next kind of historical thing that I could really find, and this is kind of it really, is that mm-hmm. uh, personal lubricants are relatively like modern inventions, things designed specifically for the purpose of using it during sexual activity of some kind. Uh, KY jelly, which is pretty famous. You've both probably heard of KY yeah. jelly maybe. I was
2: going to say, I feel um, like this is what I know maybe about Mitch lube. hasn't. I feel like this is what I know about lube Mitch. is that I heard, and I feel like you will... Fact check this with what you're about to say, <laughs> but yeah. I I kind of heard that KY was like the original dominating like medical lubricant that they used for procedures, and then that quickly like reached the the general market as like a domestic yeah use so.
0: so yeah ky jelly was originally designed as a surgical lubricant for various things in surgeries you need to lubricate things that are not necessarily you know buttholes vulvas and mouths but that being said sometimes it is used for that purpose um but then i think pretty quickly surely somebody was like wow this feels kind of nice on my fingers (laughs) (laughs) um it was available by prescription in like the 19 teens which i think is really interesting so it was you had to go to your doctor and request it. So I feel like it was initially kind of medicalized, like, oh, Mm. I don't produce enough lubrication when Mm. I'm having sex or I'm having discomfort during sex. So I will go to the doctor and I'll get a prescription for lubricant and it'll help. (laughs) Um, Wasn't available over the counter. I, I couldn't find a lot about this, but I did find something saying that it was available over the counter from the 1980s onwards, which tells me that there was a big period of time when it was like a prescription thing. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there was some sort of, like, black market thing. Or, as we will yeah. talk about, people were using other substances that weren't, like, specifically designed for the purpose for the purpose of doing yeah. this. But I like, wonder if... As, yeah. as, like, a distinct category of item available freely, over-the-counter, uh, apparently 1980s onwards is when... Yeah, I wonder... Because that kind of wonder,
2: that, that kinda checks out with, I think, what you were talking about on our recent episode when we are looking at, like, the history of sex therapy and how, like... Mm. medicalized sexual conditions were to so this idea like if if a woman required additional lubricant that was like a deficiency as her general mm. functionality as a vagina owning human being and yeah. therefore <laughs> you need a prescription for lubricant but i'm so curious whether when they finally did make it available over the counter in the 80s whether it was in response to maybe like like medical issues arising from like bad household loops yeah, like maybe. whether there was yeah. whether they were really yeah, like maybe. there is a problem and we need to give people access to like safe I think records.
0: probably there was just like you know the the 60s and 70s with the sexual revolution I think yeah. probably there was oh, also yeah. just a relaxation around sex and you know things mm-hmm. take time and maybe it took until the 80s before somebody was like huh maybe I should sell this and just like fuck the FAA or whatever it's called the yeah FDA and I can make way more money it anyway. if it's
2: over the counter yeah
0: yeah for a long time a lot of lubes had spermicide in them they were part of a safer sex practices to prevent pregnancy um mm. and specifically there was uh, a, a spermicide called nanoxynol 9 i don't know if you all have heard of it before uh, it was really common um, but it was shown to be like actively harmful like it damaged the lining of the uh, vagina or the rectum, um, and thus it made people more susceptible to STIs and things like that. So, there was a lot of like negative consequences of using it. Um, so, I don't think it's used much at all anymore. Uh, I think uh, that
2: yeah. kind of has carried on. Like, um, I definitely still have like an ick feeling about spermicides, probably because of how the original spermicides were. I assume yeah. that modern day spermicides are safe to use, but I haven't really looked into it because they give me an ick factor for that reason.
1: Well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Every every like lubricant I see, it says not not to be used as a contraceptive. Is mm. this like because yeah. of that? That was like a main. Yeah, concern?
0: I feel like probably for a long time lubricants were they did have spermicide Considered. in them. It's probably yeah. also a liability thing, you know, if somebody's I mean, like, "Well, yeah. I used <laughs> this and I got pregnant," they'll and then they're like, "Well, you know, it said on the tin that it's not to be used for contraceptive purposes." Yeah, um, yeah. I did find some stuff showing that uh, there is. I mean, it's mixed evidence, but there is some evidence that even non-spermicidal lubes uh, can impair sperm motility. So like maybe something to consider if you are actively trying to have a baby, who knows? We're not medical professionals. Um, And my cursory review of the literature was not comprehensive. So like (laughs) do your own research or or talk to a doctor (laughs) who knows what they're talking about. Um, So let's talk about DIY lubes. I already mentioned saliva, which, you know, Freely available, easy to get a hold of usually. Um, But we need to be careful with saliva because it can, in Celia's case, if you've been eating spicy food, you could pass a spicy flavor onto whatever thing you're lubricating. So be careful with that one.
2: Like if you've been eating anything with peanuts, like I think people Mm -hmm. don't consider enough the saliva element of like anaphylactic reactions.
0: (laughs) Also, um, You can pass on STIs, right? Like if you have Mm. uh, some sort of infection that you have in your mouth, you could then pass it to somebody's genitals or to their mouth or whatever. Um, So, you know, it's not like a safer sex option, I I would say. Um, Also, I found a thing that was saying that uh, saliva can also impair sperm function if you're trying to conceive. So like um, there's something in our saliva that does bad things to sperm, which I think is just fascinating. Mm. Yeah. But so that's like, that's the most basic and there are a whole other, a whole host of other things that people have and do use. I think we we saw olive oil this episode. Uh, Olive oil is an option, as we talked about, the ancient Greeks used it at least for dildos. Um, The problem with olive oil and all other oil-based lubricants is that they will degrade latex. So if you use them with a condom, that condom will most likely form small holes, which mean that they're not doing their job anymore. um and also like cheaper toys can be degraded by uh oils as well so that's something to think about but so would you use a
2: non-latex condom with olive oil
0: uh, i'm not sure about that one maybe i i can't give you a firm answer on that i'll i'll look into that and put it in the show notes Mm. um the other thing with food grade oils like olive oil uh is that they can go rancid and so like cleaning up oil-based lube is more difficult than a water-based lube because it's oily and it sticks to stuff and so Getting it could end up staying in places yeah and it could end up staying in places where you don't want it to stay It could go rancid um i saw uh, i was watching a video about this and they said that it's also bad for the flora of the vagina so like when we're talking about using it internally uh, maybe not advisable again this is
2: what situation. i get from like a lot of diy lube usage as i think the question of whether whether it's going to be used in a vagina or not because mm. the, the vagina has a very delicate ecosystem with a very particular <laughs> pH, with a very particular balance of flora. And um, yeah. as someone with a vagina, I am very hesitant about... I'm very meticulous about what I put inside it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fair enough. Yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, like, if you're not using it with a vagina, then I think that it, it very much expands your options because as long as it's for not sure. unsafe it's not really gonna like mess with the flora of your butthole generally or your toys or whatever
0: which is interesting because another common one i saw and i've heard about a lot is like coconut oil because in the current day and age coconut oil is like the panacea that will cure everything <laughs> I know. you can use it it's definitely you can like use it for anything. Of the
2: Reddit posts coconut oil yeah is like the go-to
0: and the video i was watching was also saying that it is not necessarily good for internal vaginal use as well for the same reason like it's an oil right it, it is gonna mess with what's going on in there and like olive oil they can both clog pores increase the risk of like um, ingrown hairs and infections and stuff like that which is not like a, a sexual thing necessarily but like still not a good thing for your body to be doing um uh also, in the oil-based team is Crisco, which has gets a lot of jokes made about it, uh, which is vegetable shortening. For those who aren't aware of the brand, uh-huh. um, some of its benefits is that it's cheap, it's easy to get, it comes in very large quantities. Like a you, like you usually see Crisco in like a two kilo bucket, um, <laughs> and uh, it because it's oil-based. The benefit of oil-based leaves is that they last a long time. Like they will stick around. Um, Uh, it's also white so uh, when you're doing activities that have a risk of like tearing it can show blood very quickly and so easier to identify when maybe something is going wrong it is often used in uh, fisting scenes so that because it lasts a long time it provides good lubrication uh, it's kind of less liquidy so it, it Yeah, that is also a benefit for that thing. And because it's white, it shows blood, which can happen with fisting. Um, But again, it's oil-based, so you can't use it with condoms or latex gloves or dental dams or any other kind of latex-based barrier. So not great unless you're with someone who you're comfortable with their status from a sexual health perspective. so that's all the oil-based ones that I found. I'm sure there are more options: you know, avocado oil, safflower oil, whatever. I was seeing some homemade recipes, but they all have the recipes. same issues, right?
2: There are some homemade yes. recipes where people were, um, like, adding peppermint oil to their mix, which I thought was an interesting choice.
0: I, I mean that that is there is a whole category of warming and cooling woods yeah, which true. have small amounts of stuff added to them. I guess Celia gave us an example of an extreme warming lube yeah. this episode. <laughs> uh, there are more mild versions of that sensation that are available and are probably less damaging. Um, uh, on that, there are also lubes marketed for anal play that are like numbing. They have like some sort of topical mm-hmm. anesthetic in them. And many people don't actually recommend using those because It's harder to know when something is going wrong if you can't feel what your body is going through. Also, like, assuming there are no other medical issues going on, if you're doing it right, anal sex should probably not be hurting. It might be uncomfortable a little bit, but it also should be enjoyable. If it's, like, painful, maybe you need to slow down, try something smaller, or have a break, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you need to have some sort of numbing thing to enjoy anal play, then I mean, I don't want to be generalizing, but maybe you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: I think what's maybe like an interesting thing to touch on is also, I was thinking about this because when, when we were talking about like, like heating and cooling sensation lubes, I was thinking mm. about how, like I can even find these at my local supermarket now. And I was sort of reflecting on, at least in like Metro Melbourne, Australia, I think we've gotten to the point where we have like a great selection of like lubes and lube Mm. options Mm -hmm. and condom options that you can just get at any supermarket or local store or like corner service station or something. Definitely after traveling through Europe recently, it highlighted the difference in access to these products that you can get depending on where you live. And so I think it was interesting to read about how many people are looking for um, lube recipe options based Mm. on being in a country where they can't readily access lube. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that often drives people to use these alternatives. that said, also, I think, like, young people where they have the whole, like, embarrassment factor of, like, oh, I don't want to be seen buying Mm -hmm. condoms or lube at the store, so I'm just going to use the conditioner in my shower instead.
0: God. Well, yeah, conditioner and lotion were also on my list and like maybe okay for external use. Maybe not great if they've got lots of fragrances and other stuff like that Mm. that can like irritate your skin. Uh, In terms of like truly like DIY, like not just grabbing a bottle of something that you already have in the kitchen or in the bathroom. uh, I saw a few recipes for cornstarch based lube.
2: (gasps) Yeah, I saw that too.
0: (laughs) Which, I don't know, for me, that just sounds like a bad idea. I can't really put my finger on it. I was
2: surprised. I know. I was so curious whether you would bring it up because I was like, I wouldn't have thought that would be the recipe for a good lube.
0: Well, a lot of these, like, like making lube, like doing some sort of concoction, they often come with a, like, you have to use them within, like, three days of making them because they're basically just, like, bacteria food. Like, people... I feel like as a society to really generalize there's this like a bit of fear about chemicals and so people see the labels on like processed food or lubes or whatever and they see all these like long chemical names that they don't understand a lot of those are just preservatives so that your lube doesn't grow a bunch of mold or bacteria which I think is a good thing generally speaking Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah I want to push back on this idea that just because you can't pronounce something doesn't mean it's inherently dangerous Um, yeah Especially, like, the idea of having to cook lube every time you want to use it (laughs) is ridiculous. Like, (laughs) no, thank you. That's too much effort. The other ones I saw used flaxseed, which looked very, like, gloopy. you got to boil it, and it makes, like, a gloopy substance. And then xanthan gum, which is, like, a a binder that, I mean, I have a bunch of it for use in, like, gluten-free cooking. So you know Mm -hmm. that it's, like, food safe. Um but again, it just feels weird for, to me to, like, smear food on your junk. It just feels like <laughs> a recipe for bad things to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, it made me think of, um, in terms of, like, I don't know, alternative lube recipes, it made me think of, like, um, the TV show Grace and Frankie, where, like, a large part of that TV show is that they make their own lube product, specifically marketed oh. to, like, elderly women. And it's mm-hmm. it's all about the character Frankie, who's played by Lim- Lily Tomlin, and I love it. It's Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, and they're just the best. Um, <laughs> but she has this like hookup with a farmer who has like the most amazing yams, and then she has like a personal yam lube recipe that she uses in her own sex life. And then Jane Fonda, who's like the the business savvy one, decides mm. to <laughs> market it to the entire like elderly population. But I like. I was looking it up and this is an actual thing. There's like, I, I don't know how to say it, but it's called like nagaimo or like nagaimo or something. But it's a type of yam that's popular in China, Japan, and Vietnam. And it's known for its slippery, slimy texture um, and how it can reduce irritation. And like the whole the the, the whole <laughs> like season of Grace and Frankie is about how much better this lube is than other things and how much better it is for people who are like postmenopausal and suffer from a lot of like vaginal dryness and irritation. And so they're like... This mm-hmm. yam lube is, like, the shit. Um, that's, that's from the that TV makes me show. Think, has somebody
0: used okra to make lube then? Because uh, okra is slimy. Yeah. What if I'd want, like, bright green lube, to be
1: honest? It feels, like, a little gross. <laughs> what about aloe vera? That just popped in my mind. Aloe vera?
0: That's aloe yeah, I vera. I, 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 I thought I would see more about aloe vera. It was, like, mentioned in passing, but I don't... Yeah, I, I don't know. Can't, what I um, they were
2: saying aloe vera is water based, so they're saying it is generally mm-hmm. safe to use with condoms. You just have to look out for like the products that have other ingredients added to the aloe vera yep. product. But it does yeah. seem to kind of get the tick of approval for alternative mm. loops.
1: Yep.
0: Well, yeah, so we talked about oil-based lubes. Um, There are the two other big categories, water-based, which are generally safe with condoms and toys and all that sort of thing. Uh, They have the downside is that they go dry relatively quick, although adding like a bit of water or saliva to it will kind of rehydrate it and you can keep using it. I feel uh, like
2: that's an underrated hot tip. Honestly, I feel like yeah. people were yeah. very late to spread the news of like when your when your water based lube dries out, you can literally just add water. Like you don't have to keep adding add more, more lube. lube. You can mm-hmm. you can just mm. have like yeah, add saliva, you can have like a little like i don't know how people how much people want to have like a little water dish by the bed but you can literally just like (laughs) it's like the it's like like the plate that you wash
0: your fingers in when you eat prawns you know just like just like wet the fingers (laughs) the water bowl love shrek uh (laughs) the other category the other big category is silicon-based libs which are quite popular i've actually never used one so i can't really comment on how good they are they are also condom safe for the most part, um, and they will say that they are condom safe. The ones that are, mm. uh, but you can't use them with toys unless you've put a condom on the toy, silicone toys, yeah. because they will start to like yep. dissolve and degrade the silicone. silicone which is just bonds
2: with silicone, yeah, yeah. Lube, man, more people should get into it. I feel like I kind of want to yeah. put out there that. Um, Like, when we talk about the categories of, like, water-based lubes or oils or silicone-based lubes, I really think Mm -hmm. people should acknowledge that, like, not all water-based lubes are the same and not all silicone-based lubes are the same. Mm. I think there is an element of, like, shop around, find the lube that you like the most. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think there's a general... Like there's a general understanding that like water-based lubes are like the easiest and the most universally safe and the easiest to clean up but they dry out faster and then you've got silicone-based lubes which last longer and that's sort of like the main distinction of whether you just like buy the water-based one or the silicone-based one but mm-hmm. I think within the category I don't mm. I don't know how many people realize just how different different silicone lubes can be just because like yeah, they're both sure. fully silicone based lubes or there's also like hybrid ones that are like part silicone part water-based lubes so like a bit of like a best of both worlds kind of thing yeah. um people should be shopping around i don't know i feel like and I'm if a- you go to like yeah. a
0: sex store they they often sell like little like single serving packets of lube. so you could buy a bunch of those and try a bunch of different brands and see what works for you in addition to just like how it feels and what you like um like they all use similar ingredients but different ingredients so you could find that there are some lubes that you don't react well to that yeah. doesn't mean that you're going to have that reaction to all lubes which is again a reason to try more brands and find ones that work with your body and for what you want sure. to use them for for sure
2: 100 um definitely as like a general rule of thumb if you're going to use it with a vagina like think about the whole Flora aspect and irritation and like yeah. flavors yeah. and glycerin. Don't use edible generally. ones. Yeah, the, the edible vagina. ones. They're yeah. They're like for oral <laughs> and not inside. Yeah, <laughs> like, the
0: vagina doesn't have taste buds as far as I'm. Yeah, aware, so avoid
2: the flavors. <laughs> avoid the glycerin. You're not gonna have a good time. Um, I feel like I'm already like very pro on the lube train. So I get like. Oh yeah, you are. Because I think a lot of people, like you said, based on the survey results, it's for like function, right? To like make something easier or like less uncomfortable. And so from that end, I feel like any lube kind of does that job. Like any most lubes are going to make it less uncomfortable, but then like they're going to be slippery. Are going to make <laughs> yeah. it even better, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just feel like you can shop around and find a good one, and you won't even realize what you've been missing until you have it.
1: <laughs> have you got like? Have you got like a special one that you're like hiding from the rest of the world?
2: I'm not gatekeeping any lubes. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> it's liquid, very popular, and I'm kind of into it. It's
0: liquid. Also, I find it quite interesting the containers that lube come in because some of them are not good to use in the thick of it like <gasps> no. they've got like a flip cap or something and you're like yeah. no no give me a fucking pump bottle 100% yeah.
2: pump bottles for the win and I was so happy with like <laughs> the bottle of lip I bought that came with like you could choose which lid you wanted for it and nice. so it like came with an optional pump bottle head. And I was like, fuck, you guys know what you're doing.
0: I remember seeing a while ago, somebody had taken one of those automatic hand soap dispensers oh, yeah. and put lube in it instead, yeah. which is honestly must be the best option, right? Because it's just yes. hands-free. Yes,
2: that's a, that's great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
0: Uh, but yeah. Cool. Well, you know, that's yeah. uh, that's a little discussion about lube. I Go and buy some lube if you don't have any and try it out. You never know. Yeah, I feel like often like it you'll, it. If,
2: if you have like a local sex clinic or something, along with like free condoms, they usually have like free sachets of some lube, and so if yeah. you haven't used mm. any lube, that's like a very easy starting point to just use the little free sachets that you get.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think it's now time to move on to some trivia.
1: Yes. Yeah, make it a, a quick one, but a good one. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. <clears throat> In another spicy cold opener to this week's episode, pun intended, we see Hannah Gatsby's Celia use her son's chili-based oil as lubricant as her supply had run dry. Which vegetable slash fruit do we see her dildo to be in the shape of?
2: Oh, I loved this.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> this, is,
2: this is like a gift idea. <laughs> it's going on the Christmas shopping list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, maybe it's we'll totally go first. ribbed. Yeah, that's um, true.
2: I wrote down corn.
0: Corn. I also wrote down corn. Corn.
1: Yeah, that was Iconic. fun. Yeah, oh yeah. Rib. That's a good point. Next question. <laughs> the connection between Amy and Isaac continues to develop as the two express their feelings to one another in the photography darkroom. Speaking of developing, what is the name for the red light used in dark rooms, allowing the handling of light-sensitive materials?
2: Matt's going to know this because he I know. develops his own <laughs> photography all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, um, sorry. It's multiple, multiple choice, Insta. Mabel. Sorry. Multiple
2: oh, it's <laughs> filth.
1: Yes. I bet Matt's already got the answer, so. Yeah. <laughs> a, safe light. B, bright light. C, negative light. D, neon light.
2: Okay, cool. I think I've got this. But I would not have remembered without multiple choice.
1: Yeah. So, Matt, let's hear it.
2: A safe line. Oh shit! Damn it! What did,
1: what did you write? What did oh, you say? Now I
2: feel really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no. It just sounded familiar. I wrote down negative light.
1: Mm.
0: I can see how you would think
1: that. Sorry, that was a it was a Mitch concoction. That one, I got you. Sorry.
2: It sounded very plausible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, next one. Hey, in the House with a slick intro. Oh, slides and. In- into her way to the debate. Uh finish O's lyrics for some points. Here we go. I hate so it's just it. I'm just gonna need one word from both of you. I'll say the i the line. Okay. There's no shame, there's no blame, there's no blank. What is then what is there, there no of, Mabel? No.
2: I wrote pain.
1: Okay.
0: I wrote fear.
2: No
1: fear. No. it was it was a rhyming rhyming word guys there's no shame there's no blame there's no game
2: game
1: game game it was games games okay, games
2: games it does although
0: ironic that O is saying that yeah. given how many people she is yeah she plays a lot of games I uh, was
2: thinking got... yeah. it could almost be like no names like it's anonymous
1: true yeah. alright we got one more lyric why is your ex still controlling your life and why is your sex life Still somewhat blank. All right, when you're ready, Matt. Okay. I don't think this is
0: right, That's but okay. I said strife, like in strife. Oh, yeah.
2: I don't think it's, it's it's not a direct rhyme. I'm pretty sure I've got it. I think this is quite on the nose, but why is your sex life still somewhat dry?
1: Why is your ex still controlling your life? And why is your sex life still somewhat dry? Well done, Mabel. Yes. Yeah. You're Sorry, a bit misleading. I was
2: like, <laughs> Mitch, you don't look like I've got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good. Yeah, a couple of lyrics there for you. Moving on. Alright, Otis and Mae finally get their first date that we've all been waiting for. Unfortunately, fucking Joe is there to ruin the couple's <laughs> afternoon as well as as well as what seems to be a highly rated movie. Brief Encounters depicts an emotional affair between two married people who are aware enough to know that their relationship is unsustainable but too helpless to stop themselves maybe reflecting on the relationship of Otis and Maeve doing your best yeah doing your best to guess what year did Brief Encounters release Hmm. closest to
2: this is cool yeah
0: (sighs) that was like that time when she was reading Middlemarch Maeve was reading Middlemarch and like Mm. matched with the topic I feel like there's probably heaps of that stuff that we have. yeah yeah. right yeah yeah definitely
2: Okay I'm going with 1945
1: not nah. Oh good I said
0: 1938 which means that I think it's probably earlier than that But I didn't know how earlier Oh
1: my god It's 1945 guys <gasps> Oh what yes! <laughs> yes! Nicely done uh, What made- I what- thought it was way earlier No What made you pick 1945?
2: I was thinking about I was (laughs) like recently I've been thinking about a lot of the Disney movies and I was going back to how like Mm. a lot of the really, really early ones were in like the late thirties and then I was thinking about like Mm. comparable black and white films that are around. But from the look of the briefing like from the scenes we saw in the show, it seemed Mm. like slightly more modern than the thirties, I suppose. I don't know. It just seemed like not super, super old school. So I went next decade.
1: Well done. Well Well going into our last question, maybe the Three to two. So let's see if she can take a win here. Finally, the Tuesday ends almost with their intimate side kind of began, With a clear call to the origins, being back in the old Moordale College's swimming pool. What season and episode did the famous Otis and Maeve swimming scene take place? Um. Ooh. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: Matt, you're first.
0: I said season one, episode six. Oh my god,
2: I also said season one, episode six. <laughs>
1: uh, it was season, <laughs> season one, episode four. It was much earlier than I thought. Mm. Episode four. But I thought, that I thought is it was only season than one thought.
2: because, yeah, I feel like we had a lot of, like, Maeve Otis chemistry very early on and then, mm-hmm. like, and then they just, like, diverted and, like, Maeve and Jackson's story. It kind of makes sense.
0: With the like oh. arcs that the seasons always take, episode four is where it's like the mid-season where we get something good happen, yeah, something cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. they and are. Then very it goes short to seasons. shit for a couple of episodes, and then you get the tick at the end. Because
2: I yeah. had to remind so. myself that there are only eight episodes. Like I almost said episode seven, and I was like, "There's no way it was the penultimate episode of the season." Um, yeah. But yes. Yeah, I
0: also started yeah. with seven. <laughs> See, you, seven guys, you guys?
1: are just on the same wavelength. That's crazy. <laughs> Well, there you go. Mabel wins trivia three to two.
2: Cool.
0: Nicely
1: done. Congrats.
2: Love it.
0: Awesome. Well, happy with that? thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
0: Um, watch season four, episode six ahead of next episode, and yep. um, we'll see you then. Thanks send for us listening.
2: your lube. Your favorite lube recommendations. Yeah. I'm
0: curious. So yeah send us your favorite, favorite. Lube. Send us the uh, DII lube that you regret using. Yeah. Also, send us. Tell the, us your lube stories. The
2: family lube recipe that's been passed down through the generations. <laughs> and please, grandma's lube,
1: slickwood. Please, please sponsor us as well.
0: Please sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, cool. cool. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Bye. next time. Bye.
2: Bye.